0: You know we got to shoot an intro now, right?
1: Okay, let's do it. Ready. Go. Action. Wait. You, you, it's a gooder life with Esther and Jason. A gooder life. Okay, so I'm not allowed to act, but I can sing? hmm Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a good or life podcast with Esther and Jason. We are so happy you are here. What are we talking about today, Jason?
0: We are talking about the origins, not only of Esther and Jason, but Esther and Jason together. This podcast is about how we got our humble beginnings in the world of personal training, how we have grown and evolved as fitness professionals, and where we're really looking to go with not only a Gooder Life podcast, but talking a little bit about how we've taken traditional training methods and evolved them for an ever-changing world. We hope you enjoy.
1: I like that. A Gooder Life is like it's a great life when we share stories with one another, we would learn from one another. I think that's what a gooder life is.
0: I mean, you couldn't have said it better than that. I think that's where that's we need amazing. to start. We need to start yeah. the podcast, don't we?
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it.
0: Okay. So.
1: And action.
0: <laughs> <Is> that-
1: <laughs> Hi, Jason.
0: <laughs> is that what we're doing now? <laughs> yeah. Number three. And we're just, we just lost it. Haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> or have we got it? I don't know. No, I'm going
1: to, I'm going to get it. A- one of those things and action take three.
0: What's that thing called?
1: I forget. I have to ask the actors in my house. I don't know. Say,
0: aren't you in an actor house?
1: I am, but you know what I do for my children? I do the hair and makeup and I make food. I'm not allowed to act because I'm a terrible actor,
0: (laughs) But but you do the fitness.
1: I do the fitness. I, I, I stretch them out when needed, but I do. I'm very good at hair and makeup. Um, I I stand there and I blot their faces and case because we can't have shine. Can't have shine. So th- no, no, that's my, that's my job.
0: So I guess it's a good thing that we created a gooder life podcast that's focused on fitness because we don't do <laughs> the acting. We
1: just do the talking. <laughs> yeah. We? Oh my gosh. No, it's to the point where like, if I have to read with them, Kevin will stop and say, Esther, can you just, can you just read a dead pan? You're trying to act and it's just not working. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <But> wait,
0: wait, <laughs> so so for those, you have three actors in your house and yes. you, and, but tell me how that works because how do you know when they're acting and when they're not acting?
1: Because I'm their mother. I know
0: <laughs> you're, you're not Kevin's mother. How do you, how do you just
1: Kev- Oh, I've been married. We've been married for almost 20 years. It'll be 20 in April. You know, each other pretty well by then.
0: I would say so. Yeah, time yeah. definitely. Time definitely does that. And speaking of time, we've known each other now how long? Five
1: or six years.
0: Five or six years. It's been quite a journey, hasn't it? I know. You know, we've been fortunate enough to be over at your house. You haven't mm-hmm. been to our house, but we're just now here in Arizona. So the invitation is open. Once, uh, yeah. once this COVID thing kind of chills out and we get some yeah. time on our hands, right?
1: Well, yeah. Kevin wants to go to uh, take the girls to the Grand Canyon, oh. and then we'll come visit you. Lovely. And I'm really looking forward to the warmer weather because then my joints won't hurt anymore or as much. Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, not to not to brag, but we're at like 72, and it's New anyway.
1: New let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. But oh. hey, I grew up in Los Angeles, so I do understand.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. A little bit more like that, mm-hmm. nice, warm, everything. Mm-hmm. But what? So what took you to New York?
1: Well, we had Ella, and she was. I remember we were living in like Van Nuys and Sherman Oaks area. And um, we looked at the schools around there. We're like, no, we're not thrilled with it. We're going to have to put her in a um, private school. But we really wanted to just have a nice life in a public school and just have a nice community. And we had a chance to move to New York. So we said, hey, let's go put Mm -hmm. our house up for sale. Sold Mm -hmm. in a month. Wow. Yeah. No, not in a month. In two weeks, it sold. And we were wow. out here that fast. It just, mm-hmm. you know, when things are meant to be, it just happens so, so quickly and so naturally. It was an easy, easy move.
0: I feel like that's kind of like how we met too, right? It's just, it yeah. seems like it was meant to be right. We met, we met actually at a fitness workshop where uh, I was kind of educated. You, edu- you yeah. were the leader. Well, <laughs> Wait,
1: Jason, think yeah. about this. There, it was a full class out of all the people there. How is it that you and I became friends? And because there's so many other people who you could have like teamed up with, isn't that kind of cool?
0: Yes. Yes. And you know what it was? If you remember, we had the uh, owner of Bursitos, Jens was there. (laughs) 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 Yep. And you were... (laughs) And you were on the Procedos, and for those of you who don't know, Procedos is a three-dimensional fitness tool. It's like a mat that looks like Twister. It has dots Mm -hmm. and numbers, and it's something that Esther and I used to train three-dimensionally, though we'll get into that a little bit later. But we did meet at this Procedos workshop. Yes, I I suppose I was the leader of something. I don't know exactly what, but um, Jens was filming you doing a uh, a standing jump switch. So you were on one and nine, and you would jump and switch your feet as fast as you could in the middle of the air, and you looked like you ever see like the coyote and the roadrunner? You looked like the roadrunner. Your little legs move so fast. And I was like, man, that girl's cool. I want to get to know her. And so I think we just started talking. And yeah. then I, I was kind of like, well, you know, if you need any help with procedos, I'm happy to introduce you to this. And you, and you had been dabbling in Gray Institute stuff, which is the three-dimensional functional science that. No,
1: you- I already had the calves. You did, you did. I did, yeah. Okay, so I this was a
0: continuation, it. like yeah. an extension of what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'd been involved in Grant Institute for two years at the time. So mm-hmm. of course I was, I was feeling myself. I'm like, I got this stuff mastered. Little do I know, I still know nothing about it, but you know, well, we're learning every day. And I think from that point on, we were just kind of, I, I was intrigued by how you train people. I appreciated your, your presence online and trying to spread the message of, uh, mind body spirit type of training and i think we just grew a friendship out of it because we just clicked.
1: Yeah, and Marissa helped too because she's so sweet. Um, she is. I, mm-hmm. she is. Uh, I felt like after taking that Presidios um certification i'm like
0: i don't i know nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's that's you me know every like
1: in game of thrones you know nothing john snow i mean i'm i'm like you don't i, I know nothing. Yeah. And um i like being in that place because it keeps me humble and it keeps me you know Searching for for mm-hmm. a better way of doing things, and I think that's where um, I think that's where you and I are very similar.
0: Indeed. We won't take, we Indeed. don't
1: just settle for for what is. It's like, can something be better?
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a that's a noteworthy phrase for the fitness industry. Is is how often do we as professionals just get comfortable? Right, mm-hmm. we we settle down, we stop learning, we become proud of what we've done, which is okay. It's good to have pride. Um, but at, at the cost of complacency, uh, mm-hmm. the client is the one who suffers when the professional thinks that they know everything we're in a, we're in a bad place. So I, I think we, we kind of got out of here and we started a good or Life podcast because this is a work in progress. We don't have all the answers. We don't know what the, uh, you know, the, the, best solution is. We really are just here as two people dedicated to learning and, and we learn and grow with each other, which is really fun. Yep. And I, it's, it's really interesting to note, too, that we've committed to that. And this podcast is a reflection of our commitment to kind of continue learning, both in our movement profession, but also spiritually and mentally as well, to treat the whole person. Because I'll tell you what, Esther, we were just talking a little bit before the podcast. Um, it didn't start that way, did it? No. 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 And for, and for most people, <laughs> it doesn't start that way. How does it start? How does it... Tell me, Esther, how does it start? How do we people start- get started in fitness?
1: oh, how do we get started? Oh, we want to, we, we,
0: no, no. How do Not people, we. how do people, people most
1: people, 99.9% of the people, they come in because they want to look good. They want to lose mm-hmm. weight. They want to get yep. muscles and they want to, they want to get in a smaller pair of jeans or look mm-hmm. in a bikini. Yep. And for, for guys, you want to like fill out that shirt with your pecs.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I've told you my story before. Cause that just sounds exactly like I got into it yeah yeah, but this podcast is all about who are we and what are we doing here and we're going to kind of turn back the clock a little bit and reintroduce ourselves as as the fitness pros we are now is not who we once were and this is this is a metaphor for a lot of life is is all too often than not we look at where we are now and we forget it's called uh, the curse of knowledge right it's a it's a well-studied psychological phenomenon that says when we get to a certain point, we forget what it's like to not know. We forget what it's like to be in the position of, of complete ignorance or of overconfidence. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, Esther, I when I graduated high school, I was a skinny kid. I was 135 pounds, six foot tall, and I felt emasculated in mm-hmm. every single way. I mean, at that point in time, and this was early 2000s, I, I just... I just didn't think I had a leg in the world, and it, you know, being a being a, a child of the '90s and growing up, bullying was not cyberbullying; it was mm-hmm. real bullying, so it was physical, right? And the bigger kids were the bullies because why? They could just sit on you, which is what happened to me quite a lot through my.
1: Did you ever ha- ever have like a fist fight?
0: Uh, no, I usually just got fist fought. Like, I don't think Uh, I ever was able to do much of anything. Cause mm -hmm. remember I was a little kid. Now I was in martial arts and I had this, this ability to kind of train, but I was always too timid to do it. Uh, so like, while I had the training that theoretically could have helped me, it didn't. Mm -hmm. So I got bullied around physically. Uh, things are a little different these days, but back then it was all about physicality. So as I got into high school, I changed high schools and I realized, wow, this, I can build muscles. I don't have to just do push-ups and sit-ups and toe reaches and PE class, but I can go and lift weights. And it's not just for the football team. And wow, that's really cool. So I remember seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger on TV, I think in commando. (laughs) Imagine little kid me going, wow, that guy's really big. And he's got this really cool accent. And Uh I was like, I want to be like him. And so I embarked on this fitness journey where I just tried to learn everything I could at the time. Bought his encyclopedia of bodybuilding. Went to the gym, superset buys and tries, chest and back, legs. Who does legs? Come on, what, what guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying no for it now. Same
1: guy. Yeah, who yeah, does I'm, legs.
0: I'm paying for it now, and and you know my my squats over 300, deadlift over five. But you know at that time, nobody did legs, so it was chest and back, mm-hmm. uh, you know buys and tries all day, just trying to get huge. And it wasn't until college where I finally like actually saw noticeable differences. And just like any young guy, the compliments just started flowing. And of course my ego just swelled. Mm. I was like 15 pounds bigger. I, you know, walked around. We had this thing and you guys can't see us. Do you ever hear the term air lats? Mm-mm. Air lats. Okay, so we know where the lats are, right? Those are the muscles. Oh wait,
1: air. Oh yes, air lats. When air, you when you, you walk yeah. w- w- when you walk around with your arms out to the side because your lats are so huge, yeah, <laughs> you can see between. You're like, I see, <laughs> I see yeah. through you.
0: But yeah, we call them air lats because they're not really there. That's <laughs> right?
1: awesome. I have seen yeah. skinny dudes walk around like that. Yes,
0: that that was Jason circa two thousand four, oh, two thousand five.
1: I wish I had a. I wish I had a picture.
0: You know that was before cell phone cameras. So luckily that was not caught on video. But air, you had Jason Airlats walking around, biggest little man on campus. Um, but still, you know, I was I was weighing in at like one sixty five, and and that for me thirty pounds heavier. I was like, yo, here we go, and and it wasn't until about two thousand seven. Where I, I stepped into a little known company called Ballet Total Fitness. Remember those guys? <laughs>
1: we have them, we had them all over Los Angeles. Like that was like the place to join.
0: They were everywhere, right? Yeah. Everywhere. And, and so so I remember I walked in there in Philadelphia where my ex was at the time. And I actually, this was my first experience with a personal trainer. So note that I didn't become a personal trainer. I was personal trained first. And it was mostly because my ego said, well, you're big, of course you can get bigger, but you've kind of hit a plateau, right? As so many of us hit plateaus and, you know, my, my, my drop sets on the arm blaster with bicep curls wasn't working anymore. And my bench press had gotten maxed out and all sorts of things. So I'm like, you know what, maybe this guy seems pretty cool. Let's, uh, let's give it a shot. It was insanity. It was insanity. Personal training, early 2000s, ballet, total fitness, my man, Kashim like, and he had a voice like this. And it was the, the craziest like three months of my life. And I did not get bigger because it was, the training style was so cardio intensive that I actually, I mean, I, I, I toned up, sure. But my goal was to build muscle and I couldn't realize why I wasn't, but I was probably burning like 800 calories a workout. Cause he was just,
1: what the heck were you doing?
0: Yeah. I couldn't even tell you, but it was like giant sets on triple sets on like, you can't, you can't move your arms. You lift them over your head and you squeeze, you squeeze, you <laughs> squeeze. And was I he know,
1: big? Was, was, was huge. he, was your training? huge?
0: Oh. Yeah. Kashim huge, no legs but upper body, exactly what I wanted. Right. Like, it's just like beefy upper body. Like he was a model at the time. And I was just like, I want
1: that. Like, Wait, I'm did like, you guys have a similar body type? Like, I know you're an yes. ectomorph. Okay. So, how, yes. so he was training you the way he was being trained.
0: Well, he was training me the way he trained. Right. Which I I've come to learn so many people in the fitness profession do. It's like, I train like this, my body looks like this. So Let me train everyone like this. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, uh, 2007 was when I stepped up to the personal training manager at Valley Total Fitness. And mind you, I was at Penn State getting a degree in finance. So my first step into the fitness world, because remember I had been training now for probably about three or four years, getting big and like, oh, I got results. So I could probably help people get results is the mentality that so many of us have going into the world of health and fitness. And I, my interview was with the personal training manager. He was running on the treadmill. That was my interview. He's like, he's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to be a personal trainer. He's like, do you have any certifications? And you know, I had heard of NASA. So I'm like, oh, I'm studying for my NASA. Total bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yeah, I'm studying for my NASM. He's like, start Monday. Literally. That was it. That was my interview to become a personal trainer in 2007 at Valley Total Fitness.
1: On a treadmill. Monday.
0: Yeah, because because <laughs> what happened is he took one look at me. He knew I was training with Kashim, which was his top trainer. I had the look. I had like you know the the biceps and the traps blown out of the upper mm-hmm. body, and he, you know I, I waddled up to him because I couldn't move any, like my <laughs> thoracic spine at all, and like I had the air lats going, and and here we are, and he's like, yeah. And scrawny yeah. legs. I scrawny. Yeah, but you know, you, you wear the sweatpants and no one
1: can. Oh god. Oh yeah. my god, did you have one of those balloon pants? Oh, what were they course. called? Of course.
0: Yeah, the, the, the were they not cargo pants, but yeah, I forget, definitely. I forget
1: what they're called, but my husband had them too. And they, oh my god, I not, hated those pants. Yeah, so not ugly. The,
0: not the form fitting, the ones so that look ugly. like yeah, mm. yeah. Like it, like in between MC hammer pants and like, yes. like, like cargo work pants. Yeah, it was it was in between the two. But yeah, so that was, that was how I got my start in personal training. And I will tell you what, I could not be, I could not have done more of a one hundred and eighty. but it did not come without its bumps. Mm. And I mean, I feel like so many people start there. And so Esther, you said you were in LA and that's, Mm -hmm. tell me about how you started in fitness.
1: Well, you know, when you're in LA fitness is kind of second nature. I've always been active. So I started out as a figure skater um, when I was a kid. Always loved movement. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm a piano major from UCLA. So the way I got to figure skate was I would barter with my parents. I'd say, okay, you pay for my lessons, and then I will practice the piano for two hours a day. So that's how they pay for my figure skating. Um, because you know, their goal for me was to be a pianist. Their goal, not my goal. And then I went to become a cheerleader. Love that because you know it involved movement. And then from there I got my black belt in Hapkido. What? Yeah, I know, what? I know. I can't believe I didn't tell you. No, like that's no. that's strange. I'm just I was really about this. I was actually really good. Like I, I think it's because I'm like five foot, two and a half and I'm, I'm fast. Like you mm-hmm. said, I had the road runner legs mm-hmm. and I can get in and out and I was pretty powerful for my size. Um, we did spar Taekwondo style though, because you know, Hapkido has those kicks from the waist down and you can't use that in fighting. So when, when we sparred and we would go into like Taekwondo competitions, I never did the competitions, but um, I remember when I was going up for my black belt, um, like all the guys from the other Um, that's how you call it in Korean Mm -hmm. came to just watch because like they heard about me or something like that. So that was pretty cool. So I've always been good at movement. I'm very good at mimicking um, things. So The way I got started in fitness was I've always been into more like the boutique things like I started Mm -hmm. out got Pilates certification, I would go to the group classes, I would go for Mm -hmm. a run. So like when I started training people at my home, it was more like lightweights and a lot of calisthenics and stuff like that. Was it, was Um, it similar
0: to the way that you so you train people the way that you trained yourself?
1: Absolutely. Cause that's yep. all, you know, when you start out, you know, right, I right. mean, you got to mm-hmm. start somewhere. And then when we moved to, when we moved to the East coast, I think I kind of stopped working out just generally or just just very minimal because I had two babies and I was really, really busy mom. Um, cause so my girls are about three and a half years apart. So once going here, the other one's an infant. So I didn't really have time, but my husband, um, joined a gym and said, Hey, I want you to get back into fitness. Cause I know how much you love it. And he goes, I got myself a trainer. I got you one too. I'm like, I don't need a trainer. I don't want one. <laughs> and he goes, no, 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 let's just do it for three months. So I went to the fitness board and I looked at all the trainers and I picked the one that looked the most like me, meaning mm-hmm. like she was shorter than everybody mm-hmm. else. Cause like for me, I was through trying to achieve that LA body I'm five mm-hmm. foot two and a half. And here I am trying to elongate my legs with no, Pilates no. so I can look like Giselle. Like that was not <laughs> going to happen. That's never going to happen. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe she looks athletic. So I'm going to go with her. Mm-hmm. And she was an awesome trainer. Her name's Carissa. And she we did everything like plyometrics. We did a lot of athletic training. We did a lot of um,
0: Wait, wait, wait. Like So your, your trainer was Clarissa. Mine was Kashin. No, Carissa. Carissa with a K? yeah. yeah. I had Kashim with the K. Oh my too. God! Oh my <laughs> gosh! The overlap.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're so similar, Jason. Um. Anyway, to be. we trained. I trained so hard. I think I was going five days a week, and mind you, I was training still people on the side, not like the way I was training because at this point, I was I had cancer patients as my 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 clients, cause I was working at Sloan Kettering. So this kind of overlapped, like mm-hmm. my job at Sloan Kettering was working at the integrative medicine center with mm-hmm. cancer patients. So I couldn't have them, you know, lift all these weights and like do chest presses and stuff like that. Right, so right. mine was complete, but I really enjoyed it. And I got really, really strong, really, really lean. But to the point where after each workout, I would drive home hunched over cause my lower back was killing me. I was oh, lifting no. too much. Going overboard, but I never stopped because I was afraid. Because I've got to look good in those jeans, Jason. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. who cares? It Doesn't matter how you feel; it's how you look.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and that, you that,
1: look that, marvelous.
0: That's exactly right. That's that, was, was, yep. that was yeah. That was always about. So when you when you were training, like you know, I, I feigned having a NASM certification to to get the job. Did you were you certified at the time? I was, was
1: certified at the time. I think I went with IFPA because. NASM I looked into it you had to go to a test center to test and this one you could do it online and with a baby at home I'm Mm -hmm. like I'm gonna take the easiest route and you know what I'm glad I did that route and then went to Gray Institute because Mm -hmm. I got more out of Gray Institute than any of the other certifications I looked at I actually do have an Nasm book and I flipped through it Mm -hmm. but I got more out of the, the education from Gray Institute where you are one of the Speakers, is that how you faculty? Faculty, a faculty. Okay, you're a faculty. A yeah, faculty. Mm-hmm. So I I hold that at the highest esteem, and right. I'm so glad I went through that. But um, and that's what I've... brought us
0: together. Is yeah, is Institute. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: But I have to say that was a turning point of the way I train people. I think before then I was probably like just like your conventional trainer with maybe a little more here and there, just. I, I would bring in some figure skating stuff that I would do, some ballet movements that I've learned just to incorporate mobility. Even back then I kind of knew we needed that because mm-hmm. flexibility is required for many things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but once I got in with you, really learned about 3D movement, I was hooked, mm-hmm. loved it. And that's why I went to Procedos because I wanted to further my education and kind of get down to down on the mat, so mm-hmm. to speak, like no pun yeah. intended the mat. Right. Yeah. Mat, yeah. Um, and I have I think. I also have an animal flow certification because I love all that, you know, like animal moves. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. And so that's how my training has evolved. It's it not not everything is in the sagittal plane anymore, Jason.
0: It's well, you know, it it's funny. It never really was in the sagittal plane. Always, we just kind of conditioned ourselves to think that because that was the. You know, it's funny, the Gray Institute has been around since the 80s. So I want to say like, that's how it was at the time, but it wasn't. Gray Institute was there. I think Gary did his first seminar in 1988. So that oh was my before, god! yeah, that was before both you and I were training. So the information was there. It just, it wasn't mainstream. Mainstream got swallowed up by... The bigger voices, the better looking Mm. dudes, the people that hung out with the cool kids. And it it was what I was exposed to, and it was what you were exposed to. So Mm -hmm. you and I both kind of had a similar path where we got into fitness because of looks, because of traditional training methodologies. And there's nothing wrong with that. And so many people I can imagine follow that same path. However, at some point, there's a realization that that can only get you so far. Mm -hmm. And there, then there was the point of injury. Then there was the point of burnout. Then there was the point of, wait a second, I'm not getting any bigger, but I'm getting more tired. I'm getting, Mm -hmm. I'm getting less strong and and I don't want to do this. I'm not like driven anymore. Like eventually there's a switch that flips and this is, this is coming from us as a professional. So we can only imagine what it's like for our clients. If, if we're fitness professionals out there, that are doing the same thing over and over and over and over Mm -hmm. again. And we talked about it a little bit earlier. We're lifelong learners. We're, we we started a gooder life podcast to try and make things gooder, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just, just show people that there is, there's a different way. There's another route. There's a, there's possibilities out there. And, and really for, at that point, I was a year out of Gray Institute. So we met, I think 2016, maybe 2017, I think it was 2017. So we're going on five years this year. I was only, I was two years out of Gray Institute. So I was still fresh to this as well. And it was up to that point because I had built a pretty lucrative training career. I went from Valley Total Fitness to Equinox and I became a personal training manager at both. So there was a sales component and my whole life was fitness and it was Mm -hmm. fitness in the, in the way that so many of us engage in it, which is very linear, right? It was very methodical. It was very, By the books. There wasn't back in that time in like the mid to late 2000s, there wasn't much deviation from what the norm was. Now, Instagram was coming up, Facebook was coming up, the interconnectivity of us socially was coming up. So there were some voices that were beginning to emerge that were starting to kind of challenge the status quo Mm -hmm. and, and make it cool to move in all these different ways. Like that's where animal flow came from. Like you mentioned, that's when TRX was really coming up. I remember being in valleys and seeing one of the first TRXs come in uh and just be like what is this thing and it's like oh it's this new way of training it's authentic it's what the seal the navy seals would do when they have nothing else to do." (laughs) that's true parachute straps over beams and and it was
1: actually karate belt i i'm also Uh, trx certified okay okay yes they use the karate belt because i think the guy was like a like a black belt, something or another.
0: It makes sense. Yeah. And then so karate belt to parachute straps to the TRX straps mm-hmm. to, to what they have now. And, and, and there's that word authentic that comes up. And, and we're here today as fitness professionals that are trying to capture authentic human movement as a way to promote longevity, because we've realized Esther, where you're at in your life, where I'm at in my life. Sooner or later, everyone gets to this point, right? When we're young, okay, cool. Like we want to, we want to look good and we're not going to, we don't want to deter people from having those goals. What we're here to kind of say is a gooder life is about adding on, Mm -hmm. right? It's, we talked a little bit about taking some stuff away last time with brain fog because you can become inundated, but when it comes to fitness, We want to look for areas that we can add in three-dimensional movement. We want to look for ways to add in something that's going to make your life a little gooder, whether that's some spirituality, whether that's some mental health, whether that's some self-awareness, whether that's just exploring your body. I mean, Esther, how many clients do you have that just have no clue what their body is capable of doing?
1: Um. You could well, they've been say, with me for yeah, a you'd while. Yeah, say less so now. Like, you'd say less now. Less now. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, I love the surprise look that they get when they are able to do something they never thought they could. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So to me, that's like the best moment.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> I think in, I think I can look back in my career, and there is noticeably less excitement when someone squats properly. Versus when someone does like a same side rotational lunge to balance and like catches a wall. They're Mm -hmm. like, whoa, I didn't think I could do that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you want to get out on the football field. You got to be able to do that type of thing. And they're like, whoa, that's really cool. Where it's like, you know, people squat and they're like, okay, now what? And you just add more weight, right? And again, we're not downplaying traditional strength and conditioning. We're just trying to say life is more fun when you explore it. Life's a little bit more vibrant when you add variability to it. And, and here we are, two people trying to have a conversation about possibilities, right?
1: Mm-hmm. No, I do. I do agree that we're not poo-pooing the traditional method because yeah. I use it all the time. I mm-hmm. use my rack, you know, I, I do my squats and I do all of that. But mm-hmm. if that was the only thing that I could do, or that was my program, I wouldn't, I don't think I would work out as much. Right. And I remember someone saying, oh God, you have so many So much variety in your training. I said, because I work out every day. And if I didn't have something fun to look forward to, I probably wouldn't work out as much. Mm -hmm. So this is just me, like the way I train. I do the I do the heavy loads in the first circuit. Get that out of the way because Uh that's something you need and that's where you get strong. But then my second and third circuits, I love to explore like with body movement, add you know, the combinations like with, um, you know, with my animal flow and traditional body weight, like squats or something. Like if you go to my Instagram, it never looks the same. It's because I love to create different combinations and that's what gets me through the door. What you don't see is, um, the stuff that I do, like the bench press and like the squats. Cause God, if I posted that every day, you guys would be like, this girl, boring.
0: <laughs> yes yes because you are known as someone who has variety who has novelty who has this these cool exciting things but the 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 great part about this Esther I want to talk more about the programming because we talked a little bit about where we came from right we came from this very traditional sense we were driven by aesthetics and looks we mm-hmm. were we were drawn to the sagittal plane you know let there be let, let us see light but let us also blind ourselves to anything to our sides indefinitely. definitely whatever you do don't look over your shoulder. We're only going one direction here, right? Yeah. That, was, that was the life we were in and that's how we train people. And we did them such a disservice because we weren't curious enough. And, and, and we were learning, right? Like we were always trying to evolve and keep abreast of the new techniques coming out. But there, it wasn't until we really realized that authenticity is about variability. And, and I love what you said about you do the traditional stuff first. And that's exactly how I train as well. It's Mm -hmm. okay, let's go ahead and warm up. Let's get all of our joints going. Let's do some mobility stability. All right, what do I got today? Hey, I got 12, 10, 8, 8, 6 on the bench press. Here we go. Boom. Okay, what's next? Well, if it's chest day or if it's push day, or if I'm doing a total body strength day, I'm going to go over to the cable and I'm going to punch that bad boy in all three directions. I'm going to punch it forward. I'm going to punch it to the same side lateral and I'm going to rotate and punch it because I want to make sure that my nervous system is reminded that it can do this and it can yep. control a load there because if we have someone with a shoulder issue, uh, we, we talked about this a little bit before we started the podcast, like I have left elbow issues. And one of the ways for the reason I have it is because i bench pressed for, so I was going to say, how did
1: you get that Jason? <laughs> but no. I was trying not I, to be so snarky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man. Um, I could have said something really raunchy there, I but know, I don't yeah, Oh no. <laughs>
1: Stop it. This is a rated G program. You know, That's, it, I don't know. I
0: it don't does, know. it does ask me when I post this, it's like, is this appropriate for children? And I always click yes. So let's, we'll just, we'll, just keep we'll try it. to keep it clean. We'll keep clicking. Yes. Anyway. So my left elbow is jacked up because of the bench pressing. And it's because mm-hmm. I just bench pressed and I incline bench pressed and I declined bench pressed. And then I did either cable flies or dumbbell flies. That was it.
1: That <laughs> wow. was it that was just like all like if you think about it it's like the same movement just in a different angle
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah you I, no variability there at all where's the I, you know
0: i i gotta i gotta tell you this this hilarious story so uh i've been NASA certified now since 2007 I, I did i did end up getting it even though i told my then boss that i you know i was gonna but i got it right afterwards and i remember going to the live workshop funny enough i was living in philly and i went to the workshop in Queens. And I had a I had a fantastic presenter, uh, Rick Ricky, who actually is still in New York, and he's fantastically involved with NASA, Great guy, overall fitness uh, entity. But he was he was the presenter, and I remember being in the class, and he was talking about how when a muscle contracts, the whole thing contracts. Like it's a myth that you can't target your upper chest. Sure, you can like feel your upper chest. But like when you do a bicep curl, it's not like the lower fibers of the bicep only contract. The muscle is a muscle and the whole thing contracts. Mm -hmm. And regardless of what you do or angle or blah, 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 doesn't matter. The whole muscle contracts, maybe like insignificant proportions. You will feel up top and the bottom. And this this like Brooklyn guy who literally looked like Lou Ferrigno who was in the class, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know who yeah. he is. Yeah, he, get, he gets he gets up. He, he doesn't like Rick Ricky doesn't even stop. This guy gets up and he goes, "Hey, so you're telling me that if I'm over here doing my incline bench press and you got Joey Bag of Donuts over here doing this, that, and the other thing, you're telling me that he's gonna have a bigger chest than me? He's gonna have a bigger chest than me doing the incline and he's doing everything else." Wow, and and, and Rick Ricky looks at me and he goes that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> <And> <laughs> didn't it, even break a sweat. Didn't even, didn't even skip a beat. And it was one of those, those moments where it was like, for the longest time I was told incline bench press builds upper chest when in reality it doesn't. And every guy's like, look, I do incline all the time. And my upper chest is bigger. No, just your chest is bigger. That's it. Period. Like it doesn't really matter. That would
1: be kind of funny if just your upper chest, yeah. Ima- imagine. Like, Drew, that would- yeah. Yeah. And then like, if, if you favored um, inclined chest press, you'd be really disproportionate.
0: Yeah. Uh, how many dudes have you seen that? Like literally they come off and then they go underneath. Like, no, it doesn't ever happen, ever happen no, because that... why the whole muscle contracts, but that was, that was kind of that, you know, I didn't know it at the time because mm-hmm. yeah, I also, I knew about three planes of motion, but I also wasn't, you know, I thought it was more comical than anything because this guy was just like, mm-hmm. uh, and it was, it was, it was that, that part where I was like, there's gotta be more than what they're telling us. And, and yeah. I think that's where I, I started really trying to understand things. And it wasn't until 2015, you know, I got NASA in seven, seven years later, I trained like that, you know, it just you know, progressive overloads. NASM had the OPT model. I followed that, yeah. GT, which was, you know, it's sound and it's backed. However, it, works. it, it does, works. it does. My biggest thing is it's incomplete. If we want to make mm-hmm. things good we have to add variability, we
1: Absolutely. have
0: to, we have to see how the body moves. And, and now Esther. So, so when I train, I train just like you, it's, yeah. it's traditional stuff. And then, Hey, yep. we're going to hit this 3d stuff. And yep. what, like, what is your clients? How do they respond to that?
1: I think they keep coming back because it, it is very different. Like they do, they do know that we're going to go heavy in the, in the front as heavy as they can, you know, but I think they do really enjoy the other two circuits where we explore the other planes, but they do complain that they have to think more. And I said, you know what?
0: Oh no. Tra- yeah.
1: Training. I said, anyone can do a bicep curl, but in, in our training session, I want it to be more than just you just lifting. Things up and putting them down. I want you to be able to move. I pick Planet, things up Planet, and put them down.
0: Planet Fitness, circuit When that was such a great commercial, and <laughs> now, I'm 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 ashamed to say I have a membership at Planet Fitness, but I'm I'm in marriage. There's nothing here, so I. I've-
1: hey, man, they got the stuff. <laughs> but like, in I I really firmly believe that you need to be able to switch your brain on and off for what a concept
0: what a concept
1: so like i will give a combination to the right side and i said okay let's switch nine times out of ten they have to stop and really think about it and kind of like go through it slowly we just did the same thing on one side but i understand because i'm the same way i was that girl at dance class where to one side i'm like i'm looking beautiful and and then the teacher will be like okay let's reverse it and i'd go to the back of the line because i'd have to like relearn everything on the other side. So I understand that, but that muscle can be developed. And that's what I tell them as you get older, because you lose that. And Mm -hmm. with that comes like balance and, um, you know, everything else cognitive, like we were talking about the brain fog last, last Mm -hmm. week, this is like movement brain that I think you need to build up. Isn't that a good word? We need movement brain
0: movement grain or brain
1: brain brain Brain, i just made it up movement brain (laughs) trademarked by esther
0: movement brain okay (laughs) i don't (laughs) know i I think i think another way of saying that is just we now train people to become self-aware it's it's less about giving a person a fish so they can eat and it's more about teaching the person to fish so they can feed themselves that's kind of what we're going after right
1: yeah. I mean, pe- we talk about the mind to brain connection, mind to body connection a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a little more than that. It's, you know, it's, we, it's brain is a muscle, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. this more than anyone, but I do see a huge difference, especially in my older clients. Like when we do transitions from like left side to right side, it's so much smoother. I mean, even something as simple as a step up to a, 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 like the stairs, you're going to go up, right? you know, like the step test that you do, like I'll call out switch, switch your leading foot. And they're able to do it like really fast, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. but it
1: took time. It took time.
0: It did. And that's, and, and, and so that's, that's where we're at now from where we came of just training kind of in one dimension, given the information that we had, we are here today to say that there, there is a different way. There's, there's multi-directions of training, we are as trainers has evolved, both a, mm-hmm. myself and Esther both got into it for the same reasons. not that they're right or wrong, it's just the reasons we got into it, which was the physicality. But now we're here to say, you know what you can you can take it a step further. No pun intended off your last comment, but we can take it a step further and it doesn't necessarily have to be straight ahead. It could be a little to the right, a little mm-hmm. to the left. We can mm-hmm. rotate a little bit. we can rotate a little bit more. And once we we begin to harness the power of three-dimensional training, which is really, kind of the the core of what we do, in addition to everything else, you begin to see the entire being uplift. You begin Mm -hmm. to see the person have quicker cognitive responses. You begin to see them come in in better moods. And there's an enormous amount of science about how this type of training can impact the brain, which we can get into at another time. But we're really here to tell you that the, the whole purpose of a Gooder Life podcast and why you should be out there listening is because What is typically out there is incomplete. We don't want to label things right or wrong. We want to kind Mm -hmm. of find that middle ground, that balance and say, what else can we add? What else can we take away? And how can we make it relative to you? Sparking that, that passionate curiosity to, to always do better. Because if you're a health and fitness professional, you can do better. And if you're a client, you're called to do better. And and we're here to guide you through that. Mm -hmm. And Esther, you started Gooder Fitness how long ago?
1: About a year ago. Okay, and yeah.
0: As as we kind of wrap up here, let's let's leave the people with some some good or fun facts, and and tell us a little bit about what it means to you. What does a good or life mean to you, and what's the mission? What are we going for here?
1: Well, I there. Are how many billion people are on Earth? On eight. We're
0: as, eight. Eight, eight, eight at the, nine? In the, in the in, I hope eight not billion. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just around eight. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have all these human beings walking around. I think we are supposed to tell each other stories and learn from each other. And I think that's how you build a gooder life with one another. It's gooder together.
0: It is gooder together. And it's all about the stories. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't matter how many, how many people squat, all their squats are going to be different. All their squats are going to come from a different place with a different intention and through different movement patterns. And sure, there's some global similarities, but we want to get down to the local. We want to get down to the nitty gritty. We want to get to, we want you to know us and we want to know you. We want to mm-hmm. know your story and we want to We want to become part of that story. And that's yeah. that's what we're here to do.
1: Yeah, every time I, I talk to people, we learn so much from, I mean, I learn so much from my friends, mm-hmm. even my clients on a weekly basis, you know, and I love talking to new people and um, just kind of like finding out what they're all about because mm-hmm. it, it, it brings me up. Mm-hmm. makes me think outside the box. There you
0: go. There you go. I, love I, think, I love it. I think
1: I just said box like a box. What,
0: box. what accent is that? Are you? In I don't act- know. <laughs> are, you, are you acting? Are you acting?
1: <laughs> um, I'm not allowed to act, so I will not act. Um, my, my family told me I couldn't, like I, I told you before. Nope, not doing it. <laughs>
0: well, you know what? That is, Again, Esther the golden goose, that is a nugget. That if you've listened all the way to the end, here is our words of wisdom is all too often in life, we're expected to act. However, being authentic is the way to go. And that's what it means. Oh,
1: that's beautiful, Jason.
0: That's what it means to be on a path to a gooder life. So love it. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you next time.
1: Thanks guys. See you soon.